Welcome to The Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network. Here's today's moderator, Rich Brady. Welcome to The Business of Defense, and thanks for joining us. I'm Rich Brady, your host and CEO of the American Society of Military Comptrollers. ASMC proudly sponsors this podcast on Federal News Network. ASMC is the premier educational and professional nonprofit association that helps bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while driving financial transformation in the defense sector. My guest today is Dan Sadi, co-founder and chief strategy officer of Decision Lens. Decision Lens is an integrated planning software company which supports its federal customers in prioritizing, planning, and funding programs using time-tested and structured techniques for organizing and analyzing complex decision. Since its founding in 2005, Decision Lens has grown to support both commercial and federal clients with a mission to revolutionize the decision-making required for great achievement. I can't wait to hear more about how its integrated planning software is helping the public sector deliver today while simultaneously planning for tomorrow. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, so let's, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Decision Lens has been around since 2005. Let's take us back to the beginning. Uh, how did Decision Lens get founded? Yeah, so uh, I worked in DOD planning prior to Decision Lens with a consulting company, and I found that the planning processes were very manual and painful. The DOD organizations were trying to assemble their plans, but it was a, a spreadsheet-driven manual process where people would be staying up till three and four in the morning to try and assemble the documents that would be put in front of decision makers. And what we found was it just left everybody on their heels because people couldn't keep up with the data. They were presenting information to leaders that was no longer accurate or up to date. Leaders were making decisions. And then what would happen is they'd find out that all the data was wrong on which they made the decision. So they'd go back and they'd have to spend two weeks scrambling to reorganize and come back. And the result of that is that it slowed down decision cycles, that people couldn't make decisions and allocate resources fast enough. And that leads to an erosion of our competitive capability against our adversaries. So we decided to incorporate and automate the front end of the PPBE planning process, the planning, programming, budgeting, and execution, the Department of Defense budgeting process, and we've been at it ever since, since 2005. Now, did you start out, uh, did you have a product? Did you start out as a kind of a pure IT product company, or did you have to develop that uh, as you as you grew? We had to actually develop that. We had a bunch of algorithms, and that comes from some of my past experience in the industry, and we had to take those algorithms, automate them, bring them into software, and make them available for decision makers to help support their decisions. And uh, from an ownership structure, uh, uh, what, what is the ownership structure of Decision Lens? How did it start out? How's it, how has it evolved over time as you've grown? Yes, yeah, so my brother and I incorporated it. We're the founders, my brother John and I, and we are the majority shareholders in the company, and we've grown it organically. We've done it the, the hard way. We've, <laughs> we've built it through being successful with our customers. And uh, you know, success uh, with your customers, that's driven a lot on reputation. So what, what's your 30-second what's your pitch when you walk in uh, to a potential customer? That's that's absolutely critical is reputation. What we say to them is a lot of your planning processes today are fragmented and fragmented decision making does not lead to a good continuous improvement of your organization. So you really need to get off spreadsheets and into an automated continuous framework for how you plan, prioritize and allocate resources. And by doing that, you can spend your dollars better and make the DOD more effective. And why do you think that uh, many of the federal customers and your commercial customers, why are they uh, wedded to these spreadsheets? Uh, 
I think it, some of it is a lack of alternatives. Some of it is just muscle memory. Uh, it, it's interesting. When we started this in 2005, we said to ourselves, look, we're, we're out of the 20th century. We're in the 21st century. We would figure that it's time to automate. Uh, but people were just not ready to kind of get off spreadsheets. They were used to them. They're familiar. They know how to work with them. However, uh, the spreadsheets are not a good mechanism for how you manage your plans. Why? Well, it's hard to collect data on a spreadsheet. You have to send out versions, manually merge them in, in an error-prone process. It's hard to analyze data unless you have the spreadsheet guru there who can put in the formulas properly. If the formulas are not correct, you're getting the wrong answer. And it's really hard to kind of report and make decisions on the data because you need someone there manually working with it all the time and massaging it to make it re decision ready. And so automation should have helped DOD get past this. But now we're almost a quarter way into the 21st century. And the truth of the matter is there's still a lot of people stuck on 20th century planning processes and spreadsheets. And we're seeing that change now. But the change is a, a process that's gradual, and they need to build confidence that these new systems can help them overcome their challenges. Yeah, can we talk a little bit about you know the secret sauce behind the product, sure. uh, that the analytical hierarchy process? Can you talk a little bit about that, uh, the yes. the analytical underpinnings to to this product? Absolutely. So what we found was that prioritization is very important in decision making, and how you set priorities matters on who you talk to. Everyone comes with their own perspective to this. Uh, I have specific expertise in this area because my father was a professor, a mathematician. His name's Thomas Soddy. He's written 38 books on mathematics, including works on queuing theory, graph theory, nonlinear mathematics. He came up with a multi-criteria decision-making theory called the analytic hierarchy process. And what's powerful about the AHP, the analytic hierarchy process, is it's a collaborative way of engaging stakeholders in defining criteria, weighing in about their importance, and then evaluating choices. And so it lets you get a composite perspective of what's important to a group, and that can bring clarity as you move towards making good decisions. And so we took the mathematics of, uh, that he had developed, we developed and patented additional mathematics to help with the process of how you plan, prioritize, and ultimately how you build resource allocation scenarios. How do I allocate my budgets in a highly constrained fiscal environment? And so Decision Lens is really designed to help with the whole upfront part of the planning process of capturing requirements, prioritizing, and making resource allocation decisions. Now, you mentioned you have a couple of patents. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that in the context of uh, your strategy and how that creates a competitive advantage for you? Does it create potential barrier to entry? Absolutely. Uh, we, we spend a lot of time on protecting the intellectual property we put into this. We have mathematicians on staff. We spent years developing the algorithms that we use. And a lot of the, the patents are around how you manage uh, constraints in a budget allocation process. Uh, the DOD doesn't let you just willy-nilly spend dollars wherever you want. There's a lot of rules around it. Which colors of money can be used? Things are dependent on each other. You're looking out over multiple time horizons. And we've de developed algorithms to make smart, uh, efficient recommendations for leaders so they can make uh, good decisions with how they use their limited dollars to meet mission. So you can have, uh, you've got the analytical underpinnings, uh, you've got uh, the system, uh, yes. you've got the patent to protect it. Now you need, to, as I see it, authority to operate uh, in the yes. government platforms. You know, that to, to me, you know, coming, having worked in the government and you know, seeing some products and thinking this would be great for us to have, for us to use, 
that always seems to be a barrier. How are you getting over that uh, authority to operate? That was one of our largest challenges and any company that is in the software service business supporting the Department of Defense specifically will have to address that challenge. The, the benefit that we've uh, derived through going through this process is that we have gotten onto multiple networks now. It is hosted with an authority to operate. For example, we're on Air Force's Platform One. We've had a commercial provider help us get onto the platform and make this available. Now uh, we can bring on DOD clients. They can be using this in an unclassified uh, setting within 24 hours. So we've really overcome that hurdle and made the software easily available. That network also hosts for other DOD clients. And so the, the unclassified aspect of this has become much more effective. On the classified side, it's an array of opportunities and challenges. Uh, as you move up into higher classifications of the networks, there's rules about where they put the data, where the networks exist. Uh, fortunately for us, we now operate both on SIPR and JWIX as well. So the software is available on all platforms and our customers are getting a lot of value from that. I like that term, an array of opportunities and challenges. Uh, you know, one <laughs> of the areas that uh, uh, Decision Lens has been very vocal about is PPB reform. Can you talk a little bit about some of the opportunities and challenges? Why is Decision Lens so engaged in PPB reform? Yes, and actually there was a commission stood up several years ago and they were looking at some of the key challenges with PPBE. One of the challenges that they identified was a lack of standardization, which is a really large issue that even though there's a broad framework within how you're supposed to do PPBE, there's a lot of flexibility in the details of the operationalization of that process. And so uh, organizations, comptrollers, planners are looking to modernize this. They have several goals in this modernization. One is to bring in business systems to help with th this automation. There's two major aspects of automation that, that I look at with regards to PBBE. One is the financial management aspect, consolidating financial management systems. And one of the things that happened with this lack of standardization is that organizations started to spawn financial management systems. There's some organizations we've spoken to who have dozens of financial management systems that they use, they kludge them together to assemble their PPBE process. So on the right side of the equation, comptrollers are looking to consolidate their plans and decision lens uh, doesn't play as much in the right side of this, which is the financial management side. We do have some play. We play more on the left side of this equation, which is how do you deal with the messy data that's coming into the front end of the process, the needs, the requirements that people have. And the reality is uh, comptrollers want to go towards a simpler system where one system feeds all of this. That's not a very good thing to do though, because on the right side of the equation, you need rigid organized systems that report in compliance as you provide your information up to Congress. On the left side of the, the equation, it's, it's things that are evolving, it's messier. And you don't really wanna pollute your financial management systems with options that are theoretically possible investments. You need a system that deals with that messy aspect of the decision-making process, and that's where Decision Lens sits. It helps develop these sets of needs, it helps planners collaboratively prioritize the needs, 
and then build resource allocation scenarios so that leaders can factor in what they do with their, their limited dollars. So there's some people out there, when you talk PPV reform, who would advocate for a single system, uh, from planning to programming to budgeting, execution, straight to audibility, a single, seamless, one system yes. uh, for all the services, all of DOD, all agencies. What it sounds like you're, you're not advocating for that. You're saying, you know, if you've got uh, systems layered on top of the current process, you can integrate uh, that information because it's inherently different information uh, you know, at different stages of the process. Absolutely, and I'd go one step further and say we have talked to a lot of leaders across DOD and we've watched them waste hundreds of millions of dollars trying to build ad hoc systems for planning that they're going to somehow connect to their financial management systems. What they ultimately realize is, first, it's very hard to build a system yourself organically for the planning messy side of this. Uh, second is you don't want to junk up your financial management systems with a lot of possibilities. It needs to be compliant and rigid and robust to deal with a lot of data as it rolls up the information. So you, on, the, on the left side, the planning side of the equation, you need a system that's more flexible, less rigid, that it can adapt to the unique circumstances of each planning organization, and then that it can take the decisions that are made and fold them into the financial, the rig, rigid part of the financial management process and rolled up. So we would actually vehemently argue, don't try and build a scenario planning system for your needs and futures that's integrated into the financial system that is supposed to be compliant and rigid right. and rolling up your information. Great. You are listening to The Business of Defense with my guest, Dan Sadi, co-founder and chief strategy officer of DecisionLens. We'll be right back. The U.S. defense industry is large, complex, and competitive. It is also lucrative for those companies able to navigate it successfully. The American Society of Military Comptrollers helps bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while supporting transformation in the defense sector. The Business of Defense podcast brings you inside the companies working to achieve this directly from the business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. For more information on ASMC, visit asmconline.org. Welcome back to The Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network. I'm talking with Dan Sadi, co-founder and chief strategy officer of DecisionLens. DecisionLens promotes itself as not just another tech company with a ping pong table, but a company founded on the values of passion, honesty, competence, and teamwork. These values and a focus on hiring, training, and investing in their people has led to sustained growth at the company operational advantage for their customers, and recognition as ASMC's Corporate Member of the Year for 2022. Let's dive back in. Dan, you mentioned earlier that uh, you were working, uh, supporting uh, military planning, defense planning, uh, before founding Decision Lens. Can you talk yes. a little bit about what you were doing beforehand? And sure. Again, what's your personal story that uh, got you into this uh, business? Absolutely. So I, I originally worked as a professional facilitator. I worked with my boss who had been at it for years, and I was training as a facilitator. And one of our jobs was to go out and help Air Force Space Command build their POM, their five-year budget planning process. And we did this in 1998 out in Colorado Springs. You go out for three months and you work very hard at assembling the requirements, prioritizing and making decisions. And at that time, we brought out some of the advanced algorithms I was talking about. We were doing them more manually. We hadn't built software yet. But what I saw as we're doing these facilitated processes of setting priorities is there was people working till three and four in the morning all the time to assemble data that they were trying to provide to the decision makers so that they could go through prioritization. 
And I thought to myself, man, this is really inefficient. It doesn't make sense that we're spending so much legwork just trying to get the data ready to make decisions. And so having gone through that process, what we realized was two things. One, that algorithm-driven collaborative decision-making processes are highly beneficial to DOD. Why? They help people filter through the garbage to find those salient investments that will really drive the effectiveness of meeting mission for today and the future. However, the second issue was that the data management process is extremely broken, especially on the planning side in DOD, that people should not be sending out emails with spreadsheets to collect requirements, manually merging them in an error-prone process, and then taking these fragmented sheets forward as a good way to do planning. When, when you do it in that way, what you end up with is a bunch of discrete pieces of information that don't connect well, that are quickly outdated, and it leaves planners on their heels because they're never working with the ground truth of data. And so what we realized is we need to build an application that can do two things, bring advanced algorithms to help inform the decision-making process first, but second, fix this data management issue. And with Decision Lens, what we've really done is automated the intake of these requirements, enable planners now to bring in hundreds of people into the portfolio planning process, enabling them to update their data real time in a distributed environment, and, and then layer the algorithms on and support decisions. And so what we found is that this has driven a sea change in the way that people can now build their plans and inform their leadership. And we're just seeing more and more interest in these advanced analytics today. Do you, do you see that uh, or sense that uh, your defense customers are more inclined uh, to use data to make decisions today? I mean, there's kind of a spectrum here of being data-driven uh, or data-informed. And, uh, you know, I don't know that defense will ever get to the point where they're data-driven, where they're solely dependent on, on data to make decisions like high-frequency traders or something like that. But yes. more of the data-informed side, are you seeing that? We are seeing that, and I would say it, it's interesting because I think there's a misnomer in planning organizations that all we need is the data and then the decisions will be made. Actually, data doesn't make decisions. People do. And people, to make decisions, need to have a way to exercise their judgment and put data in context. So you really can't eliminate people from the decision-making process. However, if you have people and you provide those people with the right uh, information, they can now discern how that information feeds their process. And so part of our collaborative prioritization is the ability to bring in subjective judgment and combine it with quantitative predictive data to get a, a true picture of the impact of the decisions that you're making. And so we really believe that you need to merge these two things into one composite view, and that's what Decision Lens does, combining judgment with data to make informed decisions. And as we sit here today uh, taping this, it won't be released uh, for a few weeks, but we're four or five days from, we don't know what, a possible government shutdown, uh, a continued resolution. Uh, I guess we'll all see what happens. Uh, we'll know by the time this airs, but you know, can you talk about, you know, a lot of uncertainty out there uh, and this is where I think these, uh, these systems uh, like you've developed help yes. sift through some of the uncertainty. Uh, can you talk about the value of a product or a process like this uh, with scenario planning when you've got sure. multiple potential futures uh, in the near term uh, and in the long term and, and how this can inform decision making in that uh, type of environment. Yeah, Rich, it's a perfect example of where fragmented planning breaks down. If you build a plan on September 25th with a spreadsheet, the whole world's going to change on October 5th and, or October 1st, and 
Planners, if they have one spreadsheet that was on September 25th and a different spreadsheet that's on October 1st, it's very hard to connect the dots between what I thought and what actually happens. We have a continuous planning framework. What that means is the data you assembled on the 25th is going to evolve and change, but you're going to do it in one system, not build a new spreadsheet that's separate. By having one system where it's continuous and it's letting you look at the picture, I can build scenarios before the end of the fiscal year, and then I can build scenarios after the end of the fiscal year that let me take into account what ifs. What if time changes? What if our budgets change? What if our priorities change? All of that can be done in a visual dynamic planning solution, and that's what Decision Lens does. So, so I believe that uh, for DOD planners to really get better at planning, they need the systems that actually operate in a continuous framework like Decision Lens. So I think we have to ask, uh, given that uh, you know the, many of us, uh, you know, uh, technology neophytes uh, became very aware of the capabilities of generative AI about six months ago, yes. and we've seen this uh, you know exponential growth curve on the use of uh, generative AI. What are you looking at in the area of generative AI, you know, ChatGPT, these products in supporting um, uh, the analytical hierarchy process, decision making? What are you seeing out there? What's on the forefront? Of, that, that's of that? a great question. Actually, another aspect of AI uh, has more plan what we're doing. As I move from fragmented to continuous planning, I now have a whole history of data. And I can look at that data and make better predictions about the future. So machine learning is very valuable for what we're doing because now I can say, you made the assumption that a requirement would cost X dollars and take Y amount of time. Well, it turned out that it cost twice as much as you said, and it took three times as long as you said. And it turns out when you use machine learning and look across all of the investments that are similar to yours, they're all over schedule, over budget. So that should be factored into the assumptions that we make in the future. And so I can now use machine learning to make smarter recommendations because I have a data source that's continuous and improving over time. So we're not only helping you move off fragmented planning and into continuous planning, we're helping you evolve to be better and better at how you plan over time using your own data. And AI helps substantially with that process. Well, with this rapidly uh, changing and uh, advancing technology, where do you see Decision Lens in five years? I see Decision Lens much more widely used across the services and the intelligence community as well as in the civilian government to help with this messy part, the front end part of planning. Uh, we're just seeing adoption uh, grow rapidly across every facet of our business for the front end of planning and helping people get organized. So I could see us be significantly larger, work across a lot more of these organizations. Great, uh, last question, uh, what are you reading uh, today? What, uh, you know, if we want to stay on the forefront of, um, you know, decision making and technology, uh, you know, what, what do you recommend? Um, you know, I, I, I would recommend reading Decision Making for Leaders. It's a book that was written by my father and it talks about what leaders should be considering as they go out to look at improving their decision making processes. Fantastic, I'll so, add it to my bookshelf. Thank look you. forward to it, you bet. I'd like to thank today's guest, Dan Saadi, co-founder and chief strategy officer of Decision Lens for his insights on Decision Lens's strategy competitive advantage, competition, and talent. Watch the Business of Defense next month, where we bring you inside the companies working to drive change in the defense sector, to hear directly from their business leaders, and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. And check out ASMC's website at asmconline.org, where you can find more information on upcoming events and programs, including ASMC's fourth annual 
Data Analytics and Decision Support Virtual Conference happening October 26th, where we'll highlight financial management in the age of generative AI. I am Rich Brady, CEO of the American Society of Military Comptrollers. You are listening to the Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search ASMC. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network.